You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. It's always a joy to come before you to share the word of God. And our subject for today is, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? And the scripture is coming from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. And it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Amen. So the title of our lesson is probably one of the most frequently asked questions of all of us and by all of us. Our answer may vary, but in reality, the answer is always the same. We respond by saying, the time is now one o'clock or five o'clock. So we gave a response to the question that was asked. If a person has a terminal illness, they will ask, how much time do I have left? Because time is a resource that is non-renewable and non-transferable. You cannot store it, slow it down, save it for a rainy day. When it is lost, it is unrecoverable. Everyone, rich or poor, young or old, famous or unknown, have the same amount of time. Time is important. The Bible commands us to redeem the time because the days are evil. Not having enough time, that precious commodity that has been allotted to each of us to use to do the will of God. Because God has entrusted us with 24 hours each day to use as a wise stewards. Time is very precious because when it is past, it can never be recovered. So we have to use our time wisely. That's why Psalms 39 verse 5 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you at best. Each of us is but a breath. Amen. There's so much in this Psalms because our days are numbered. No one knows how long they will be alive. No one knows when death will take us out of here. But the scripture I read to you earlier, which says that in the last days, perilous time will come. Because you see, the words contains a warning of imminent danger. And there are four things in this one verse. First, the manner of the warning. It says, this know also. Secondly, the evil itself that they are warned of. Perilous times. We are warned about perilous times. And if you look around, you will see, you will hear about what is taking place in our world today. We are living in dangerous times. Thirdly, we look at the way of the introduction. It says, they shall come. It's no longer they shall come. It's already here. And then fourthly, the time and the season of it. They shall come in the last days. So that tells me we are living in the last days. 
is the time in which Jesus will put forth his appearing. So the question is, what time it is? What time is it? It is time to wake up from sleep. What does sleep represent? Unconsciousness or at ease? Because when you and I are sleeping, we do not know what is taking place around us. So it's time to wake up from your sleep. If you are sleeping, my friends, it's time to get up. What brings on sleep? When you're tired, when you're sick, it brings on sleep because all of us like to sleep. But there comes a time where you must get up. You must realize what time it is. It's time to wake up from sleep. Romans 13, 11 says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe it is high time to wake up. Sometimes we tell our children, it's high time for you to get out of bed and do some chores. So the scripture is telling us it's time to wake up from our sleep. What does it take to wake someone up? Sometimes the alarm clock or sometimes you're being shaken or a loud noise may wake you up. But we need to get up because it's high time. And sleep is defined as a state of inactivity with a loss of unconsciousness and a decrease in responsiveness to events taking place. So when we are sleeping, we have no clue of what is taking place around us. In other words, the sleeping person is out of touch with the events that surround him while he sleeps. We have no clue, I said, what is going on around us because we are in a deep sleep. So we must recognize the time. And the word awake means to waken, collect our faculties and rouse from sleep or sitting down or lying down. It's time to wake up. Paul tells us that our salvation is nearer than when we believe. He merely wants to remind us that Jesus is nearer today than he was yesterday at this very same time. So we need to recognize the time. Wake up with a determination to grow closer to God and to pursue him. That's the time we are living in, to go after God. It's time for us to have a closer relationship with him. We think about the 10 virgins. It says that five were wise and five were foolish and they all slept. But the difference is the wise took all in their vessels with their lamb. So when the bridegroom came, they had enough oil, but the foolish one, they didn't take any thought about when the bridegroom come or what will happen. Think about it in the natural. Sometimes the power goes out. There's no electricity. So for that reason, you have no light. If you wake up during the night, you need to have a flashlight or a candle. Make sure it's one that used the batteries because we have to be careful about fire. Make sure you have your flashlight ready in case there is a power outage. Samson had a job to do, but he slept in the enemy's lap. Be careful whose lap you're sleeping in. And the Bible says that when the enemy came upon Samson, he was sleeping in Delilah's lap and he told her where his strength lied because he was one of the strongest men in the Bible. And because of that, the enemy was able to defeat him. It says that they plucked his eyes out because he was asleep. We think of Jonah. 
Jonah slept while there was danger. He had a job to do, but he was running away. Jonah was told to go to Nineveh to warn the people, but he decided he was not about to go there. So he took a ship that was heading in the opposite direction. And because of his disobedience, the men on the ship began experiencing great difficulties. And they said to Jonah, Arise, O sleeper, call upon thy God. They recognized that Jonah, he knew the true and living God. And Jonah told them what they needed to do. And they did just that. And in the end, Jonah repented and went and warned the people of Nineveh. Praise God. So there is good reason to awake because the night is far spent. The day is at hand. So now is the time to lay aside all sin. That's what Romans 13, 12 says. It means to cast off or to remove as clothing. It is used figuratively of sin and sinfulness. One is to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language. And Colossians 3, 8 to 10, lay aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. That's First Peter 1, 2 and verse 1. It also says to lay aside all filthiness and overflow abundance of wickedness. We have to lay this thing aside. Put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which corrupts according to deceitful lust. You have to put off all these things. And we are commanded to cast off some things. And we are also commanded to put on the armor of light because we are serving the true and living God and we cannot afford to have envy and strife within us because if you regard iniquity in your heart, the Bible said, the Lord will not hear your prayer. Praise God. So now it's time to walk honestly, walk circumspectly, Ephesians 5.15, and it's now time to put on Christ. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And that was Colossians 3, 12 through 14. There's a song we used to sing which says, bind us together, bind us together with cause that cannot be broken. Bind us together in love. Praise God. And we all need to embrace each other. We all need to love upon each other and too much wickedness in our world today. We must also put on Jesus Christ, which means to allow him to cover us so that when others see us, they see only his righteousness. Jesus Christ not only lived in us, but he lived through us, but on us as well. When we choose to live like this, we will not feed our fleshly, sinful nature, but will feed a soul who is striving to be more like Jesus every day. That should be our desire to be more like Jesus each 
and every day. We choose to be holy people. We must clothe ourselves with tenderheartedness. Be kind one to another, even as God, for Christ's sake, he had forgiven us. So we have to clothe ourselves with love. Once again, Paul is reminding us that the night is far spent. He said, for slumber has passed. The time of the works of wickedness is over. A new day has dawned in our hearts. There's a clarion call. It's a warning of danger. There's danger ahead. And so we need to be aware of the danger that is taking place around us. So now is the time to become active in the business of the Lord. It's time to get ready and do the work of the Lord. His words remind us that there is an urgency to the things of God. It's no more time to be lazy and slothful. Every day, people are dying without the Lord. They do not know him as their Lord and Savior. And the Bible commands us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every day, the forces of evil are growing stronger and they are working harder in the world. There is a tremendous need for believers everywhere to wake up from their slumber, to recognize the seriousness and the lateness of the hour, and to get busy serving the Lord with all their might. There's an urgency to get out there and share Christ. The young people are dying every day. The old ones are dying. So we have work to do because there is danger ahead. And we know that we are living in the last days and we have the word of God because the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and then I will heal the land. Our land need healing. And the only way the people can know about God's healing power and God's love is for us to go out and share that message with the lost and dying world. So my friends, wake up because the time is at hand. The time, not time to go to work or time to eat, but time to share the love of God with everyone you come in contact with. God bless you. You know, my friends, we've never been our program to a close without giving you an opportunity For you to ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life and change you. If you ask him to come into your heart today, he will make you a new creature. If any man be in Christ, the Bible says, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Would you today trust and make him your Lord of your life? Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name. We exalt your name because awesome you are in power and in might. God who is worthy of our worship. God who is worthy of our praise, our thanksgiving. So we bless your name today. We thank you and we exalt you. We pray for every person who will tune into this program and listen. That you will speak to their hearts and that you will change them. Turn their lives around and bestow blessings upon them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And as you go about this week, remember, God loves you.